Today's guest is Thomas Bandanan, who is CEO of Amul Partners, and we're going to be discussing setting up a professional management reporting and decision-making process in a growth company. I'm Tony Wood from CEO Collaborative Forum, and let's hear CEO Reflects. Thomas, a very, very warm welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Um, so it's an intriguing title. And I was going, oh, my goodness, this is going to be a really, really interesting podcast because it's quite it's quite an in-depth one. Um, and, and and the first thing is, what what is professional management reporting and decision making um, from your point of view? Well, I think it relates to the well decision making that you typically in our context and as a CEO yeah. make decisions, yeah. you know, assign resources, responsibilities, set direction for the company, uh, communicate what you need, uh, that sort of stuff. So typically, many people view it as financial reporting, but it's a whole lot more. Interesting. And and what's the importance of this? And, and why shouldn't it just be treated as an IT project to get it set up and running? Well, I think the typical pitfall, if, if it's starts from bottom up you mean all of the companies nowadays have a lot of data uh it's easy to go to a business intelligence side that okay hey we have this and this and this and we know how many sales calls thomas made or tony made or something like that so that's the typical pitfall that you start from bottom up you go to technicalities you set up i don't know power bi click tumblr those kind of things uh, and then kind of get lost from the big picture, that what do we actually need, what I need as a CEO, and maybe my board, my management team, because really about leadership and management. Of course, in a modern world, we need technology and it can help us a lot, but it can also be a huge, huge bias uh, towards you know detailed, small granular things that you then get lo lost uh, in and then forget okay, what we're actually trying to achieve here. Uh, and then another one is that for example, Excel, uh, it's not, you know, tailored for a communication. And then yeah. if you think about leadership and management, it's really about communicating what we're going to do, why we're going to do things, uh, who's going to be responsible, what's the forecast, this is what we're going to actually influence and whatnot. So, yes, IT is heavily involved, it's needed, but then this is from the point of view of you as a CEO, how should you lead? How do you communicate uh, and how do you set the whole overall direction of the company that, hey, this is where we're going and this is how data or reporting will help us? That's interesting. So um, if you're a CEO of, and you're lucky enough to have a greenfield company and start right from the beginning, then you can set this up from scratch. But you're likely to have some reporting and some tools already. Uh, and maybe they aren't giving you exactly what you need or maybe you don't know what you could get out of it. How would you approach it as a CEO? What, what what steps would you take or how would you think about it strategically? Yeah, well, the first thing I would do is to start from the business logic that you run. So how does your company actually operate in, in terms of drivers? You know, you might be a SaaS company, you might be a professional services company, you might be a production company. Uh, and really just start from a whiteboard. This is the actual business model that we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, these are the drivers, and that by drivers, I mean, for example, in a SaaS company, it's typically monthly recurring revenue, you know, bookings, churn, these kind of things. Uh, and build from there. Forget the data for a moment and start from the business logic. 
And then on top of that, of course, comes in your goals. So what are you actually trying to achieve as a company? Not as an IT project, but as a company that, okay, we will go from here to here, raise more funding, uh, um, <clears throat> uh, target this amount of customers, go into these geographical regions. And then, of course, the situation. For example, nowadays, if you are or the economy is struggling, maybe you need to be more uh, careful with cash or take care of your balance sheet and stuff like that. So I would just start from those three. So the business logic, goals, and then the actual situation at hand. Because it, it can be quite disjointed, can't it? Where you've got um, your, your FD or CFO may not be working with your project teams. And then you've got the situation where these reports get um, produced once per month and everybody looks at them, but they're not, they're not used on a day-to-day basis. So um, how, how would you handle that kind of issue? How would you make sure that the reports were for everybody and not just, say, um, the board or, or just a senior management team? Yeah, I think a great term, even though it's from the military context, is common operating picture or operational right. picture, COP. Uh, and exactly that, what you said, that, okay, it's for everybody. It's, that's the word common. So yeah. it should start from the whole company. It should include, yes, sales, marketing, delivery, logistics, uh, production, uh, whatever you have in there. And it's so, so typical that you have reports and numbers only by function. Yes. Uh, and in nowhere are they interlinked. So let's see that, okay, I may be running a production facility, but I have no visibility to the actual sales forecast. Or then I'm used to, as a sales manager or sales director checking in with the production manager or director that okay he or she told me a number of let's say 100 so i have learned myself a rule of thumb okay her or his 100 might be actually 70 so i then plan accordingly in my in my you know area of responsibility so it's well again what we have done here at arm is that we draw the actual business logic from scratch so that everybody can see and understand that this is how we operate. This is how my function or team relates to the overall big picture. And these are the numbers or drivers that we drive and they have a direct link to my, you know, team next to me or the whole company itself. So it's really about transparency. Uh, Sounds quite simple, Uh, (laughs) but we have done this for smaller companies. They might be really complex then larger companies might actually be more simple, but they just lack it uh, because as you told, there might have already been reporting layers and you know systems for decades. And then suddenly once you ask, okay, how is this department linked to this department? They said, in no way. We just you know run our own numbers and then somebody consolidates it, usually in bookkeeping. Yeah, because that's quite interesting, isn't it? Because normally you have to undo a whole bunch of work that's already happened and it's and it's effective because the company's still there but you've got to undo it to then redo it um how do you how do you go about that process and how do you decide what to include in the reporting yeah so yeah undoing is hard especially for those who have done and been in the same company for years yeah Uh, typically you have to kind of run two sets of maybe KPIs and reports parallel to each other because uh, some people don't want to let go of the old ones. And <laughs> once they trust and see the value in 
what we call the professional, you know, management reporting and decision making systems, then they start to trust it. So there's a lot of trust uh, involved and it's about, you know, basic project management and communication. Okay, this is what we have done. This is why we need to change or we want to change. And this is the new way. And hey, can you see it's actually bringing you value? So maybe we can get rid of the old way of doing things. Uh, what to include? That's a tricky one. Uh, uh, yes. uh, the short answer, I would say, is only and only the essentials. Uh, once again, uh, you know, pitfall is to go especially with the modern tools, you can track everything, oh, absolutely yes. everything. Yeah. Uh, but that's not the whole point. So you should be able and, you know, brave enough to focus on just a couple of items mm -hmm. in a given moment that you usually you can drill down to all of the details if you need to. But then typically it's just, you know, one, two, three, maybe four things that at any given moment you should focus on as a CEO. Of course, there are then things that other people in the company need to pay attention to, but you should be aware of just the main points. Uh, and then I will tailor it. So yes, internet might be full of, you know, you know, templates for dashboards. Your bookkeeping company has a, you know, chart of accounts. Uh, your CRM has a pipeline and then hit rates and forecasts. Uh, your production and warehouse, they all have some, you know, given templates that you can use. But are they really made for you? No, there's a generic bulk versions. There's something to start from. But then I would go back to the business logic, what you actually want to achieve, and then what's your situation. So it's a tricky one. There is no short answer. Uh, I've done this for many, many years now. You can have, you know, production company typically operates in a somewhat same kind of a business logic, but then you never know what are the products, what are they going to uh, achieve or try to achieve? Are they expanding geographically? Are they doing M&A? Uh, are they, you know, downsizing? Are they raising money? Uh, what not? So those come into play. That's quite interesting, isn't it? So your reporting should reflect and be dynamic. Sometimes it just, these are the reports we have and we do them every month and da 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 da, da and it becomes like, we're just looking at the report and the report doesn't even sometimes it doesn't match what what we're doing now so having that i think that confidence to be able to say hey we're going to add in this or we're going to change that that takes a lot and how do you get that into your company when nothing's changing in your company you've got the same people everybody's generally quite busy mm -hmm. how do you get that knowledge i mean how do you do you, do you understand what you could do what, what what's what's the process for that well typically i think if nothing is changing in the company, then an outside shock might be one, a trigger. Uh, we've seen this with Corona. Now we have seen with the downturn in the economy. Yeah. So suddenly you're, there's an outside force that forces you to look at things that you might not be looking at uh, yeah. previously. Yeah. Or then as well, we are service providers. You might be bringing an outsider as a company, it might be anybody, it might be us, it might be a consultant, advisor, board member, investor, your CEO friend or peer. <laughs> uh, so uh, just to, you know, make sure that you don't have the biases because everybody has. Yeah. What are the blind spots? That, okay, why aren't you looking at this? Or why are you looking at this or that? Uh, why aren't we looking at this? Uh, and so on. So it's kind of, 
also intimidating because once you go into detailed numbers and KPIs, you kind of set yourself up there naked. Okay, this is how we're doing. This is where we're going. This is where I see problems. This is working well, or this used to work well. Now something has changed, doesn't work well. So it's it's interesting. Uh, but typically, I would say that there needs to be some kind of a trigger. If you're just doing what you've been doing for the past decade, then it's the likelihood of you changing is quite low. But then, well, either it's an outside shock or then a possibility as well. Okay, what if we do, you know, an acquisition of this company? What would it look like? But but I like that. I like, like the ability to say, okay, well, the, the underlying tool that you use, whatever it may be, I think it's then making sure that it can then adjust and change and adapt to what you want it to do and be interactive. I think that's quite important as well. So you can explore it rather than just look at a look at a graph and go, you know, you want to dig into it and understand what's behind it. Yeah. And that's the typical thing. I personally am not a fan of the world word reporting it sounds you know static historic yeah uh, but then yeah exactly that it needs to be visual it needs to be understood and this is something that we especially people who are number savvy i would say mm-hmm. you overlook the ability of other people to see the way or to see the numbers or things the way you see them because not all are built or not all the people are built the same way so that's something that Yes, if you share information in whatever form, uh, that's not enough. It needs to be understood. And then you actually have the, have all the people on the same page. That this is actually the situation. This is how we see it, feel it, view it, mm. and whatnot. So it needs to be, yes, visuals help. Dynamic tables or graphs help. You can see trends instead of numbers. Uh, you now Colors help. So really, really basic things. Typically, things that Excel's or spreadsheets or you know PDFs are not built for. They're for static things to look at and then absorb. But once you go into discussions, with, okay, should we do X or Y, or what options do we have to solve Z or something else? There needs to be more understanding. And then, uh, well, we've talked about neuroscientists about this issue with how people actually absorb information, not only to their eye, but actually to your brain. Uh, and people are so different and you overlook it. Uh, so it's really, really interesting. It's something that we're going to do. We're not there yet, uh, but it's somehow the whole point of reporting just doesn't end there. That, okay, we have now the IT system in place. Uh, and then, okay, I shared you with the, you know, monthly forecast or monthly numbers or whatever, or here's the PDF. And I, in my opinion, only from there, the work starts. Okay. What does it mean? What should we do? What could we do? Uh, should we change something? Shouldn't we change something? Uh, how does this relate to the goals that we had? Yeah. Uh, what's working? What's not so? Yeah, no, I, I like that. And, and once you do have everything set up, once you've got everything sorted up and you're running smoothly, what do you do then? Well, I think from the CEO perspective, you should remember that what's your role. So once everything is set up, typically, yes, it involves an IT project as well, at least a small one mm-hmm. or something related to data. Uh, but then you should remember that you are there to make decision, to make decisions, not do, you know, error fixing or bug fixing or go into detail details 
I don't know, financial modeling things or something like that. It's really common, especially with people who come from either numbers uh, background or then from a technical perspective or background. Okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, you should keep it to your, your level. So start from thinking about it as a pyramid, pyramid, you know, if in the bottom you have the systems, the data, next layer is up. Okay. Analysis, we got the report and then your job starts. Okay. What does it mean? What should we do? And then of course, decision-making, this is what we're going to do. And on top of that execution, okay, did we actually do it? What were the, the impacts and did it actually did we deliver the value that we thought it would deliver? So stay on top of the pyramid, <laughs> don't fall down. <laughs> uh, and then, well, you already mentioned it, that yes, your company evolves. Maybe you get more, you know, people to the management team, you raise funding, you expand your whole headcount, you go into new geographies, expand your offering and whatnot. So the whole reporting should evolve as well. So first, of course, it might be enough that you track a couple of things that, okay, how many users do we have? What's the runway in cash terms and whatnot, but then it gets more complex uh, and it should evolve that how do you keep track of all the new things that come into place and simultaneously get rid of the stuff that you don't need anymore or somebody else can take care of. I, I think that's one of the key things, isn't it? It's clearing out, clearing house. You don't just constantly add and add and add. You want to to clear out a, a, a fair percentage of your reporting. That's some really good advice. But what would you say, Thomas, for a leader just starting this project? They're looking at their their reporting. Um, they're looking at their decision making process. What 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 bit of advice would you recommend for them to do in the, say the next twenty four hours to to really kickstart this? I would say just stop, you know, for a while. Don't don't go into the IT things. It's intriguing to go in. What could be done? And I could click here and there. I could integrate this and that. I would just stop, you know, go out, go for a walk, <laughs> and think about your business. Okay, how does it actually operate? What decisions do I need to make? And here's the difference I, when we talk about decision making systems. That this is for decision making. This is not, you know, data analysis or something else. It's not business intelligence or such. It's decision making. And if you start from that perspective, you understand that, okay, this is the information that I, together maybe with the management team and the board, this is what we would need in order to make these decisions that are ahead of us, you know, this month, this quarter maybe the next 18 months. So these are maybe the five things that I actually need. And then go back, okay, where can I find this information? Is it hard? Should we do an IT project? Or is it actually worthwhile to do it manually for a while? That could be a thing as well. Because I, we've been in many cases where people are so inclined to do technical integrations on information you might need just maybe once a month and the cost of doing the IG product way, way, way exceeds the thing that, okay, maybe you, well, not you, but somebody else in the team can just manually input to a Google sheet that this was the number three, it was supposed to be four, now we need to do something. <laughs> and these are the options, so. Thomas, sort that's up. This is some lovely advice. Thank you so, so much. And thank you for joining us on CA Reflex. Thank you.